0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Ched
2: and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 105 M's now number two.
0: Oilers Now, Bob Stauffer with you. Second hour of the show is brought to you by Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings at digitexsupplies.ca. We'll tell you that some guests on the show received gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 7804960063. They have George Thorogood and the Destroyers May 7th at the River Cree. Tickets at ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at orders now at 630 chad Dot com. Texas at six thirty. Six thirty. It's brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter at Twitter's now. One of these days, Brendan, you're going to open up the uh, email for the show. I'm sure there's literally hundreds. Have we lost that email altogether? Uh, can you make that happen? Can you make? I the, check it every once in a while. Do you every once in a while? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I get it. Most people do Well, it. the text line is always on fire. It's all, uh, I know, I know. You, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, everyone tweets out the show these I, days. I, so. I know. It's a different... It's, uh, you know, I can remember getting emails back in March of 2006, Stoffer Chris Pronger is going to ask for a trade at the end of the season. I was like, give me a break. <laughs> and sure enough, it happened. All right, without further ado, as uh, promised, we're going to get some perspective out of Calgary. A guy that works on the Flames uh, television broadcast on NHL, Hockey, and Rogers. He also does some uh, work for an NHL organization as well. Uh, and in 1985, he scored not one, but two. Of the three goals that the Philadelphia Flyers had, albeit in an 8-3 loss in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Championship. We welcome back to the show Rich Sutter. Hi, Rich. How are you? I'm good, Bob. You just had to put that one in, didn't you? Well, you got two goals. That's, in, a, in a playoff game, that's two more than I ever scored, so I I tip my hat to you, man. You were One of them was like on a personal breakaway, wasn't it?
2: Oh, hell, probably. You remember
0: more than I do. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know what? When you're in my role, you kind of have to. That's how it works, right? So, Yeah. Because, uh, you you know, you can't sit there and talk about when you used to play, so you better know times, places, sequences of events, that sort of thing. And you do a good job at it, Bob. Well, flattery will get you everywhere. You know that. Uh, guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> it's the greatest steak you've ever had. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. All right, Rich. Uh, let's do this. You, you, you've you worked on this, the Flames broadcast. Uh, um, how would you how would you assess the work of Glenn Goldson over the last couple of seasons? Because you know what? To be honest, he's actually got a better NHL head coaching record than Bill Peters, the man who's replacing him, uh, coming from Carolina uh, to Calgary. But give me your thoughts before we get to Peters on uh, dealing with Glenn over the last couple of years and what you viewed and what you interpreted uh, from your perspective.
2: Well, I thought he was really good. Um, I still think he's a... <laughs> He's a real good NHL coach. He's a young guy that uh, uh, kind of gets, I guess, the way the younger players are today, um, because they are quite a bit different than even ten years ago. But um, it, that's not an easy, easy group to coach in Calgary, uh, and, and it's, it's been pretty obvious there in the last couple of years. Uh, but again, that was one of the general managers, Brad Tree Living's hiring um so uh Brad's decided to go another direction and so it, it, it's disappointing personally, but uh you know it, it no one really cares what I think but I just wish that we
0: uh, do we do care what you, I mean you watch the team play about 60 games this year so yeah we care about what you think I mean so well, you, I, I I just think that uh
2: you know obviously Brad had something in mind obviously before the season was over um uh. When you break down these organizations between Carolina and Calgary, and you look at uh, that, you know, I think Calgary, and I'm not, I'm not going to be afraid to say it, the player development guys and their coaches in Stockton have done a hell of a job with their players with what they've with what they've actually drafted, and um, but you still compare to what Carolina has drafted and their group of young guys and what they have coming, um, I'm bewildered by the fact why a guy would want to leave carolina uh, uh <laughs> to begin with and so that's what makes it really more uh, i think mind-boggling but um brad's got a plan and and hopefully uh you know for his sake this time it works
0: so you're saying there's more skill and and better young players in carolina than there is in uh calgary of course there was an ownership change And the owner ran off, Ron Francis, who is considered one of the classiest men in the National Hockey League and a guy who leaked nothing. But that team did commit to the draft. They got tremendous. I mean, Hannafin's minus minus fifty three in his NHL career in the first three years. That happens. I mean, Cam Fowler was minus fifty three in his first two years in the NHL, and his you know his absence in Anaheim's lineup was pretty evident in the playoff series against uh, San Jose. So wh- where I'm going with this is they had the ownership change, right? I mean, I could, I could totally see why Bill Peters wanted no part of Carolina moving forward. If Tom Dundon has gone in there and blown out his GM, I I, I do kind of get that, Rich. Well, I mean, I think that's
2: a time for another conversation between you and I about that, Bob, to be quite honest with okay. you. Okay. Um, I, I, I just think that you know, I get it that, that Bill Peters wanted to, you know, maybe get a little bit closer to home. Yep. Uh It's an opportunity. You're still coaching the National Hockey League, and obviously he wouldn't have exercised his right to leave Carolina if he already didn't have something basically, you know, in the making or, or done. And... and uh, you know, he wanted to get this done before he was going to the world championships and right so it's a busy time you know uh, it's kind of it's not about when it ha- or how it happens sometimes it's about the timing and when it happens and in this matter I, i'm sure it's probably the
0: latter okay uh mitch has texted us at 6 30 6 30 our westlock Ford text line out of westlock and he's saying i agree with rich sutter uh Carolina has a great stable of uh, young forwards so there you go I I I really like their group to be honest with you and uh um
2: you know I think you know Calgary's got they've got guys they've got some guys coming they haven't got top end guys coming but they got guys that I think they're important to play roles and on good teams um is Calgary that good team yet I don't know uh I think that uh their defense wasn't very good this year um I thought to be honest with you it was probably a bit overrated uh, because obviously you, can, you know you played an 82 game schedule and and there was a lot of nights uh there was concerns um, about you know how the team was playing in the back and and I think it hurt the group a lot uh Mike Smith covered up a lot of problems for a lot of nights there and uh he had an outstanding year till, till you know, basically I think he wore out too. He, he got injured and, he, and uh, hopefully he'll have a good summer and you know, come back ready to go
0: again. Uh, courtesy of my friend Jack from the Edmonton operation. Uh, Bill Peters, four years as an NHL head coach, 137, 138, and 53. Glenn Gulletson four years as a head coach between Dallas and Calgary, one forty six, one twenty five, and one twenty three. So obviously, uh, Gulley's had a, a pretty good record. And you, this year, everybody in Calgary would say the goaltender ha- had the first to uh, you know big part of it out of the through the first sixty games. I mean, you take a look at the save percentage just between Smith and Cam Talbot. And that tells you a lot about the plight of the two hockey clubs. So on that note, so you mentioned the goaltending, you mentioned the defense. You said something there, not the easiest group to coach in Calgary. And did you just not see consistency from the players on a game-by-game basis? Is that what you're referring to? No,
2: I I, I certainly didn't. Uh, I think if anyone in Calgary disagrees with it, then they're crazy. Because uh, there was nights where you honestly thought, wow, this team has got it figured out and they're, you know, they're going to start to roll but, um, it wasn't that long after, you know, where you, there was nights where, hey, to be honest with you, there were nights where you watched some guys play and you didn't notice them and they were playing a lot of minutes, they were front-line players or else you said, well, you're 32 minutes in the game, you finally noticed somebody uh, that was a frontline guy and to me that tells you that, you know, the onus is on the player, uh, systems are not that different amongst teams in the National Hockey League um, everyone's supposed to be a smart player if you can't think the game you can't play the game and the biggest thing is you, you look at uh, how teams play nowadays and, and it's it's important that you play with pace and you play with speed and, and tempo as a group and uh, structure doesn't change any team. and I think that comes back to your group um, to me, hey I'm an Alberta fan. I want to see both both teams do very well. And to me, it was just disappointing to to see how the team played, especially down the stretch. Um, yeah, you felt bad for Glenn Gullicon and, and his staff going down the stretch because you weren't seeing a lot of motivation from your group. I'll ask, and that's not on your coaches. Uh, as professionals, when I played, I was scared to death for my job every night. It didn't matter. Uh, who was my coach it had nothing to do with my coach it was my job, it was my livelihood I had a family to take care of
0: and um, I don't know if that's the mindset of certain people nowadays Well, and and that is a difference in terms of dealing with today's players We're joined right now by Rich Sutter He is an analyst for NHL Hockey and Rogers Works the Flames broadcast also does some uh, scouting work Uh, Rich, hey, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked John Shannon um, Glenn Gulletson went to uh, Saskatoon uh, with mm-hmm. the Humboldt, uh, uh, with Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Uh, you know they're both Saskatchewan guys. Uh, there's the obvious connection there. The Oilers coaching situation, as it stands right now, is in a in a little bit of a. There's some question marks there. I think it's inevitable. There's going to be some changes, though. I, I think we all think that Todd McClellan remains as head coach. How do you think Glenn Gulletson would look on uh, Todd McClellan's coaching staff? Honestly,
2: I think he'd be terrific. Uh, I, I mean, hey, I'm not going to tell the Edson Elders how to run their hockey club. I know Peter and the staff are, are good people and they're smart people, but I, I'd hire Glenn Galtz in a, in a heartbeat and, and move him you know, three hours up the road. But you know, that's not for me to yeah. say that's going to happen. But I just think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that he can give to an organization. Um, I think he's very good with young players. He's, he he certainly communicates with young players. I don't think that's that was any kind of an issue in Calgary. Um, I think there's a lot of upside with him, and I think it's just going to be difficult for Glenn right now to, you know, sit back and you've gone through two uh, head coaching jobs at a young age, basically in terms of coaching at the NHL level. So uh, he might be better off served by by working with a, with a with a guy like Todd or. Someone along that lines, and, and I think very highly of Todd also. So, you know, don't forget, I we had him in Minnesota as our first uh, right, uh, coach in, in Houston who I spent a lot of time with, and I thought he was going to be a terrific coach at that time.
0: Uh, speaking of Minnesota, nine years for Chuck Fletcher, they made the playoffs the last six years. It's a tough business, they didn't get out of the second round. Uh, The owner there, uh, Craig Leopold, who who of course came in from Nashville, very involved in some of the uh, decisions they elect not to renew Chuck's uh, contract. uh, do you have any thoughts on the uh, when when you were with that Minnesota team they were a defensive minded uh, team that was difficult to play against that's the type of team that Jacques Lemaire and Mario Tremblay had built, Doug Riseborough, the GM, all, you know, all former Montreal Canadians, you were one of their scouts in their organization, do they have an identity right now, that team?
2: Well they did, I don't know what it is today, um, you know there's not many teams that can go in the playoffs and expect to win. I mean you take for example, you take Drew Doughty of the Los Angeles Kings lineup at any time of the season, and wh- where are you going on your back end right and you say that about Ryan Suter. when when Minnesota lost Ryan Souter late in the regular season and, and the minutes he he pulls down every night um makes a huge difference to your hockey club. Zach Prezzi hadn't been healthy for the better part of the year. And then he goes and gets hurt, gets hurt. So, you know there was there was things working against him. And you know I was really concerned about Chuck. Um, I consider him a, a, a great guy, a friend, um, someone who I've known for a long time. And when I showed him on TV the other night when it was four 0 in the first period, I yeah. went, oh, yeah. you, you know, this, you, you worry about people like that because look, you don't want to see anyone lose their jobs uh, in today's world, especially in, in your in, in your field. Um, it's not fun. Uh, it's just not you losing your job. It you know affects a lot of people around you as well. So um, it will be interesting what Minnesota does now. Obviously, they've got someone in mind. If not, I don't think they would have made such a quick move with the season just ending for a while. All
0: right, uh, I want to ask you to comment on the East, but I'm going to get you a, a thought since you watch a lot of the West. Uh, Nash- Nashville against Winnipeg. It's going to be an awesome series. And for the record, uh, Rich, just so you know, had Ryan Souter been healthy. I may have taken Minnesota over Winnipeg just because of the pressure. Like To me, Suter's that good. I mean, he's he, he plays the second most minutes or most minutes in the league on a year-by-year basis. Winnipeg, though, got it done. They got it done in five, Nashville in six over Colorado. These are the two best teams in the West all season long. Um, personally, I think Nashville's going to win the series myself. I'd like to get your thoughts. Well, it's going to be a great series. <clears throat> There's no doubt. I think... Uh, Colorado
2: woke the giant up. Um, I think that Colorado had some better goaltending earlier in the series. Had a couple uh, breaks that could have gone their way, especially one of the first two games in, in uh, Nashville to start the series. No one ever thought that how many games would have been one-goal games. Uh, I mean, Colorado stuck with it, and I think it, it woke the giant up um, the way they played it in the last game to eliminate Colorado. So, I think Nationals maybe figured out that, hey, we can't take anyone for granted. And that's why I think this is going to be a terrific series. I think that uh, it could go the distance. Uh, It's going to probably come down to goaltending. And I think you roll the dice. I think it's going to be a heck of a series. It's going to be fun to watch, Bob. I look forward to going in there and seeing some games.
0: Rich, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. You bet. Talk soon. You bet. Uh, When we come back in Oilers now, it's one twenty-one in Edmonton. Uh, We are going to hook up with former Edmonton Oilers head coach, Ron Lowe. He is part of Hockey Helps the Homeless, and that will take place Friday, May 11th. Uh, A bunch of uh, Oilers alumni and former pros will uh, be over at the Twilliger Rec Center for this year's Hockey Helps the Homeless tournament. This is a fantasy hockey tournament that works to raise awareness and financial support for local uh, poverty uh, agencies. Uh, these uh, beneficiaries include groups like the Mustard Seed and uh, the uh uh, wellness centers and that sort of thing around town. So uh, we'll get Ron. I think Ron's eyes. Is Ron here, by the way? Uh, is he popped in? All right. We'll bring Ron in the studio. I love talking with him. Former Edmonton Oilers head coach coming up when we return on Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm, Pro Am Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram—you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on Saint Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca.
2: This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on
0: 6:30, Chad. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how Milan Lucic uh, bounces back this season. I know some of you are down on him right now. It's amazing what a difference a year makes. A year ago at this time, David Staples on the Call to Hockey blog uh, did a poll, and Peter Shirelli had a 98% approval rating at that time as the Oilers were uh, vanquishing the San Jose Sharks <laughs> <laughs> in the opening round of the playoffs. And so what have you done for me lately, business? We are pleased to be joined in studio at this time by... Uh, for a lot of the media guys in town and and I was on the periphery at the time that uh, he was the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Ron Lowe is in studio right now to talk about hockey helps uh, the homeless but also hockey. Thanks for coming in. Uh, it was great seeing you during the course of the season on a couple different occasions. A couple times I thought, geez, are you just on the <laughs> to
1: do some entertaining or are you hopping back behind the bench? Believe me, I'm not hopping back <laughs> behind any benches. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh really enjoy being here buddy
0: yeah i know it's uh, it's funny we, we did see you a couple times doing some of the events with because uh, you're one of the people in town that uh, the oilers organization reaches out to uh fans still love you the media all love you that worked with you back in the day uh and uh we'll get right to it uh, and then we're going to quickly go to break but just a thought on uh, your involving uh, involvement with hockey helps uh, the homeless and why this is a an important charity that's near and dear to your heart
1: Well, I think uh, anytime you leave the rink uh, when it's 30 below downtown and uh, there's a lot of homeless within a block of the arena, Right. um, it's something that's been really close to Linda, my wife's heart, and myself for the last uh, likely seven or eight years where you've noticed more and more and more in Edmonton, and it's not a good situation, so we kind of wanted to do something. And we got involved with an organization out of uh, Toronto that does actually these tournaments all over Canada now. And uh, fortunate to have it, I think we've raised 400,000 to date and probably look at raising 130 to 140 this year. And if we do, it's 130 or 140 that the homeless didn't have uh, three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, it's great stuff. Well, here's what we're going to do, Ron. We're going to get into uh, a little bit more on the charity and then get your thoughts on the current NHL game as well and some of your uh, fun memories from coaching the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen
2: Bell.